This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 629 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and Total Saddle Fit. On today's USDF show, we are promoting the North American Youth Championships coming up next week. We've got a great interview with USDF Junior Young Rider Committee Chairperson Roberta Williams, as well as a chat with a first-time participant, Elizabeth Peterson. Our trainer tip will be brought to us from Paralympian Rebecca Hart. This is Reese Koffler Stanfield from Georgetown, Kentucky. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Well, well hi, welcome Bill. back, Reese. Yeah, we've had the, <laughs> we've had the week off, and I you know, I know started this episode by flubbing the introduction <laughs> ten times or so, something like that. So, I, well, I was we laughing. Shouldn't, we shouldn't get a week off anymore. It's just, I know. I was laughing. I don't. Everybody doesn't. Sometimes you got to hear the blooper reel, everybody, because it is funny. We we <laughs> sometimes it gets late, and Phil and I have, have worked a full day, so sometimes it gets you know involved, it it gets to be time for sure. I love it. Well, how, did you have a good week off? I did. Awesome. I did. Well, I mean, it's uh, at this moment, it's all about it's all about the Olympics, right? And uh, it's all about the Olympics. Well, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I, I did go to the beach with my family for three days and it was great. I, I taught the pony club festival and then jumped on a plane, which if anybody's done that, yeah, it was not jumping or going anywhere fast. I ended up spending the night in the airport. Like, oh, it was really, but I got to the beach. It was great to just spend a little time with my family. And, um, I did, I will caution anyone that has children or nieces and nephews, I got baited into playing a game with my niece. And normally I'm like, yes, I love games. Like I, I love to play with her. And cause at home, you know, we're always running somewhere or, you know, we don't get a lot of quality time just to hang out. Well, she said this Barbie memory game. I am cautioning everybody right now. Do not play Barbie memory. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, Philip, she, it was like, it was like the Olympics and I was clearly not, ready for her skill level. She killed me. <laughs> Basically, it's is it all a memory these cards. card game is a matching it Barbies. Is a memory. Yes, it's okay. like matching Barbies. There's like oh, okay. two cards and you line them up and there's probably like I bet you there's probably 60 of them. I mean they they were all over the couch and like she was just like poof poof and I couldn't remember anything. And this was <laughs> like I was having coffee. So <laughs> you can't blame it on any alcoholic beverages or anything like that. Like Oh my gosh. And I was really trying and trying to, and I don't know what skill she has, but she nailed it. It was fun. Well, it was fun for her. It was not fun for me. She beat me like literally 58 to two. It was terrible. So just heads up. It's, it's so, okay. It's, it's know, okay. Reese. Can't be You're good at be everything. That's right. Yeah. It was fine. It was good though. And the horse, my horse has got a little vacation. It was really hot here that week. And so, you know, we do have to kind of think about vacation for our guys because, you know, they're, they go in Florida and they really go a lot through the year. So it's kind of nice to be able to step back and, and give them a little, little time off. So that's what we did. Yeah. 
Okay, that's great. Yeah. So how is your Olympic viewing going? Oh my gosh, I don't know about anybody else, but I am exhausted because <laughs> I, I am staying up way too late and I start watching the coverage and I just, I'm literally glued. And the next thing I know, it's like 1130 and I'm like, oh my gosh, another night where I am up. And then I'm like jazzed because I've been watching these guys. It's bad. It's bad. I mean, I am just loving it. How about you? Um, well, our coverage starts early in the morning, I guess for the live events, right? You can watch replays in the evening. Yeah. I mean, not as much as you, not as much as you. But But, I uh, mean, I'm, I'm an Olympic. Certainly enjoy the Olympic time and, and all of the, uh, all the competitions that are going on and, uh, and some great stuff. Well, and how about the dressage? I mean, how could you not be, I mean, I, I was so inspired watching those riders. I just, they were so cool. It, it was, it was mesmerizing. It was mesmerizing. It was I think so that's, great. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, the Olympics is always, you know, the, the, you know, some of the best riding that has taken place ever. I think the scores keep inching their way up and, and the horses and riders just keep delivering. Keep delivering. And, and it, I enjoyed the social media coverage, you know, being able to see them on Facebook with a lot of the writers and, you know, it's, it's so fun. I mean, they're public figures, so we can all be, you know, and, and it was so fun to see them backstage and see their faces. I mean, there's a great picture of, uh, Charlotte t She just found out she won the bronze medal on geo and he's very young horse. And I mean, it was just watching her joy and, um, Phil, I took our book club selection right now, which is, uh, the dancing horse by Charlotte Desjardins, which is her, uh, you know, it's her book. And I had just written, you know, I was reading it over the weekend and in the airport. And so I, you know, it just kind of really clued into what she was doing. And uh, it was just wonderful. And to see Isabel Verrett, I mean, she is the greatest of all time, like unbelievable. And Jessica was Awesome. I mean, it was just so inspiring. And how, no offense, Phil, but how about those U.S. riders? Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I, I mean, I, I, you know, because I, I know many of the riders and have met them in person. I think that's, uh, you know, it's, I'm, I'm Canadian, but that's kind of special um, because they've come on our show and we've heard their stories. And so there's a personal connection. And I mean, it was just awesome. Awesome to see you guys take the silver medal and, uh, and really achieve a little more than what 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 you would hope for, right, I think. Right. And and that that's the point of doing the competition, right? And and uh, you know uh, everybody kind of knew that unless they made any huge mistakes, the the Germans would win the gold. They they just put on a spectacular performance of of connection with their horses and spectacular horses. And you know, but I think the the other two medals were really up in the air. But you know, mm-hmm. so that was that was great head-to-head competition and and following along and seeing what was going to happen. And then, and then for the individual, I think it was, uh, you know, between the top five, just great riding and great horses and, and just, you know, everybody loves the freestyle. And and like you said, like the, the, the coverage is getting better and better from, you know, in, in, in America, like NBC and Canada with CBC, you know, because when have we been able to see live, The dressage nice. competition. We used to always have to, you know, go and oh, yeah. get it somewhere somehow. You know, usually from Europe. You know, Europe will we'll stream it. So I mean, just being able to 
to to watch it live and uh, and through social media, see behind the yeah. scenes. You know, so so the vet that we use at our farm is the team vet. So he he was um, there and posting pictures and and little videos from behind the scenes, and that was amazing and fantastic. So really, really getting the feeling like you were there, you were part of the action and then part of, you know, part of the team. So I, I think that that was just amazing. And, and like I said, you know, the more Olympics we have, the the more that stuff gets us into the action more and, and it couldn't be, it couldn't have been better this time, this time. Oh, it was, it was just awesome. And, and Sabine shout carry, um, we did a great, yeah, I thought it was a great interview. We so enjoyed her and she just literally had the rides of her life there. And it was just amazing to watch. And like, I mean, it just, I just had goosebumps the entire time and it was just beautiful. And, and it, I just think, the classical riding is back and I mean, beautiful horses, happy horses, correctly trained horses. I mean, it just was inspiring. So if you haven't watched it, you can find it. You should watch it. I'm going to watch it again, probably again. So Phil, but you have the scores. So if anybody didn't get the scores, we wanted to to talk about those for a few minutes. Okay. And and we should also talk about like the the qualifying, you know, how that all worked out because it was a little different for this year. And I I hadn't even really realized how that was all gonna work. So, you know, everybody rode the the Grand Prix test, and then that was a qualifier for the special and the individual mm-hmm. separately, right? So Usually, you know, in past years, the Grand Prix was a qualifier to move forward to the special, which was a qualifier to move forward to the individual. This was a little different. So, you know, lots of individuals and they qualified in groups and things like that. So I think that was an interesting kind of switch up, which I think it worked really well. And uh, I haven't heard any uh, complaints about that. But, uh, you know, a special shout out to Brittany Fraser because Adrian Lyle pulled out for the freestyle, which allowed... Uh, Brittany to sneak in to the freestyle, which uh, and she wrote such a, a such a nice freestyle. We've had her on yeah. the show a couple times. She's a lovely person, and she's been with her horse for so long. She trained him all the way yeah. to Grand Prix, and and yeah. so I thought that was really special because you know there's lots of combinations that don't qualify for the for the special or for the cur. So they go to the Olympics all that way, all that hard work to ride one test. Yeah. You know, and money. And, oh. You know, that's, you know, it can be heartbreaking if that test didn't go how, how you wanted or, or, or whatever. And so I kind of feel for those people who, who didn't qualify, you know, and so, so there's a lot of dynamics happening at the Olympics uh, and some great stories, but I, I think I saw at least two, maybe three horses kind of have a spook in the arena. And what can you do about that? Right. Oh. And then your Olympic dream is kind of over for that year and a bit disappointing. So, um, I mean, just to go there is, is Unbelievable. Uh, amazing and, and, you know, good for everyone that, that, uh, that competed at the Olympics and, and my heart breaks for the, those that didn't have the test of their lives or, you know, all of that stuff. So I'm going to give you the team rankings uh, from the results of the of the special. So in first, like I said, Germany, they had a combined total of around 248. Then the United States. Great job, Yay. guys. With a combined <laughs> total of 235. Great Britain won the bronze to 234. So they were really close. close. Yes. So close. And then there was Denmark, 
229, Holland 227, Sweden 219, Spain 218, Portugal 211. So unfortunately, the uh, Canadian team didn't make it through to uh, ride the special. You know, I think Lindsay, um, we had Lindsay Kellogg on, on the show and she has a great horse, but I, I think in my opinion, I think she had said this on the social media too, that he was a little tired and, mm-hmm. uh, and that's completely understandable. I thought I saw a couple of horses that, you know, did not, weren't sparkly and shiny, you know, like, like they are sometimes in North America or, or, uh, Europe, their normal show situation. I mean, it was so hot there and, and there was oh, a lot yeah. of flights and the, the flights were long and they're training hard. So I, I thought that was something to, uh, pay attention to you know some horses don't do as well in the heat and 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 and, you know that 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 can be the way it goes right well and that's it i mean these are not machines and you think about it too like you can travel in a whole group and you know one person really gets hit with jet lag and you never know who you know it's you just don't know and that horse is fairly inexperienced when it came to travel so that didn't help you know i just you know, it's just, it's such a hard game. I think we can all respect that even just going to a competition, you know, just yep. going to a horse show. Sometimes the horses you're like, Oh my gosh, they're tired or they're this and that. So, you know, it's, it, you know, and going that far and the arena was massive. I mean, it, it was, you, you know, it's just, it's such an experience for those horses and especially the greener ones. And in that Charlotte Dujardin, she, she spoke about that on how she picked she took Geo, they call him Pumpkin. Uh, she took him instead of her other mount, Freestyle. She had a couple horses to choose from. That would be nice. But <laughs> <laughs> she has a string, right? And so she, and she, obviously, she chose br- brilliantly because she was a bronze medalist uh, individually and team. And uh, she just thought that that was going to be the best match for the horse and, and the environment and and all of that. So. Lots you know, we consider. hate that. Lots to consider. Yeah, so much to consider. Yeah. We hate that for the riders. So many things have to come together to yeah. to put together a, a, an Olympic performance or a World Championships performance, and and all of that. And sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. Right? It's right. Just, it's just horses. Conditions don't favor your horse. You know, we don't mm-hmm. all have a couple of horses to choose from to take to take yeah. to the Olympics or something like that. So yeah. I'll just give you the results. Uh, I guess top five for the from the Grand Prix. Um, the gold medal went to Jessica Von Bredal Verndal, her horse Delera, beautiful horse, lovely beautiful. mare. Oh, Isabel so... Worth was uh, silver, Bella Rose. And then uh, bronze went to Charlotte Dujardin with Gio. So cool. Uh, so fourth cool. was Catherine Dufour, Bohemian. That was, that was a horse that I've seen kind of have a little more sparkle to him. Hey, I then, thought so too. I thought he... Yeah. he uh, you know, she, she's really a cool athlete and just somebody that I enjoy following and he can really, you know, you watch him and you're like, Oh my gosh. And he, he did, he looked a little flat for him. Uh, again, it was very, very hot. And those horses were coming, um, from Europe where it's not doesn't hot. Get that hot usually, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. get that hot ever, you know, ever, yeah. ever. And so. then, uh, yeah. Fifth place to be insured carry and Sancio beautiful rides. All of them. Right of her life, for sure. Yeah, loved it. And then um, should give a special shout out to Stefan Peters and Sippin' yeah. Casper or uh, Mopsy because he's kind of the TikTok. I don't know if anybody's been seeing this on, uh, you know, TikTok and and that kind of thing. He's he's kind of shot to fame on on, uh, on social media. Rave horse. Yeah, they call him Rave horse. 
he had a really contemporary freestyle music, which is uh, I think I think that's kind of his thing. I, I saw yeah. him before on Ravel and and have a really contemporary uh, freestyle uh, in the world championships and stuff. I, I love it. I mean, you know, this, it was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think we got to get, get dressage out of the dark ages and introduce, uh, you know, newer music or, you know, um, cause the freestyle is what is what people want to see, you know, sure. and mm-hmm. it can be really fun if people recognize the songs, yeah. uh, you know, I, I get the classical component of it and all these things, but in my opinion, if we want to be recognized by more than just our, you know, uh, you know, our um, community and we want to get it out to the general public, I mean, it's hard to be recognized as an athlete when you're dressed like a footman from um, <laughs> Downton Abbey. You it's know? true. Yeah. Right? It, it, and and then, you know, just classical music, you know, it, it's very pretty and it, it's nice and, and all that thing. But, I, you know, we need to get exposure and, uh, you know, and get sponsors and get people involved. And I, th- I think, you know, there's there's the, the new music is going to is going to happen. It's going to do it. Attracts, yeah. I, th- I don't think it detracts from. No. From the and, beauty of the sport. And, and you know, so that that's my two cents about it. You know, I think yeah. the, the, the dress has to change. We can't all look the same all the time, you know. Well, and, and it is going to change in the U.S. There has been some some movement. I don't know if the FEI will change it, um, but there has been some some changing of the dress code. And we'll we'll discuss that. We'll get an official on to kind of talk about that. Um, but there was also, uh, I don't know, it, and it may not be child appropriate, but Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg, uh, yes. the horse crib walking, yeah, uh, it's I all saw, over I social media. Too. Yeah. 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 So that was NBC that put those guys mm-hmm. together and, and we're talking about all, all kinds of different sports, but they highlighted dressage, which is great, right? It's, it's, it's really great. great. So, they couldn't believe it. was so funny. And, and it, it, you know, so we did get some good coverage, I think, uh, where people were like, this is pretty cool that you can do this with a horse. And uh, so it was fun. So we really enjoyed all of that. And, and uh, but if you, if you have a chance, check that out on Facebook. But the Rave Horse is, is great, like all this stuff. So uh, shout out to Stefan. Uh, hopefully we'll get to ask him what he thinks about being, being the, the jockey of the Rave Horse because they were, kept talking about <laughs> Jockey. Yeah, so, and we're like, okay, all right, well, it's fine. Well, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. It's- it's perfect. So we hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we're going to be wrapping up the, you know, we, we have lots more Olympic stories to come in the next couple of weeks. And, and we look forward to bringing that forward to you guys. Um, but we also want to shout out, it was brought to our attention and I'm so glad. Uh, but we, we, uh, in last week's show, we didn't talk about the grooms that also we talked about the officials and the riders and the other people that were going to Tokyo as their dream. And, uh, I, Really wanted to give a shout out to the grooms because uh, these all these grooms and and support team from USEF and all the different nations have support staff that goes with them and veterinarians and um, that make that possible. And uh, we wanted to give a special shout out uh, to to all the grooms and the support staff that went um, with all the athletes and and got them all home. I mean, you know, when they they there's still stuff. The horses are still getting home now. So uh, we wanted to give a special shout out to them as well. Fantastic. Well, Phil, we've got a great show. We're going to get started. We're going to change gears a little bit. We did want to mention um, again that we have a new book club of the month. So take a look at that. Also a reminder, uh, because this is our USDF episode, 
um, that declarations are available now, uh, that if you want to go to the U.S. dressage finals, it's just a paperwork thing, but you have to do it. I'm pretty sure before your regionals, uh, if you go to the USDF website, you're looking for the declaration for the U.S. finals. That is coming up. Also, uh, convention uh, is going to happen. It, it looks like in person in Houston, Texas, December 1st through the 4th. Um, so keep an eye on that. Uh, obviously, people are getting qualified for their regional championships. So we want to send a special shout out to you as in the last couple weeks of doing that and getting ready for, for that. So uh, lots of fun stuff going on. And we look forward to covering a couple of these events as they come forward. Our friends at Kentucky Performance Products have a contest going on for all of our listeners. You can win 20% off and free shipping for one year on the supplement of your choice does not include Equijewel, along with a box of KPP prizes, custom leather halter, a KPP Centaur Turbo Dry Sheet. All you have to do is tell us how Kentucky Performance Products supplements have made a difference in your horse. Go to kppusa.com, tell us, and answer three simple questions. What KPP supplement do you use? Why have you chosen KPP over other brands? How have KPP supplements helped your horse? One lucky winner will be chosen at the end of the month. Who doesn't want 20% off and free shipping for a year? That's kppusa.com forward slash tell us. Founded in 1973, the United States Dressage Federation has become the largest organization to represent a single Olympic equestrian discipline. At nearly 30,000 members strong, USDF is your connection to dressage education, competition, and achievement. Visit usdf.org to learn more about USDF education, competition and award programs, and to shop our online store. Again, that's usdf.org, your online destination for dressage. Well, tonight for our USDF episode, we are so excited to have the chairperson of the FEI Junior Young Rider Committee, Roberta Williams. Basically, she's an angel, and she's preparing to go to the North American Youth Championships that are happening next week. And we are so happy to have her on the show. Roberta, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be here. It's good to to hear you. I know. Well, you and I do a lot of work together and um and we also I have to be honest, we were ta- we were talking about old stories right before we got on the air and you just had me laughing. I I was very very lucky to to go to the Young Rider Championships uh along with my sister and it just we made such lifelong memories. I have made lifelong friends. You knew me when I was 16, 17 and then in my 20s uh and we were just laughing about some of the old stories. And this is a very old program, isn't it? It is. It is. Uh it doesn't feel that old, no. but no, going, going back, going back, you know, um, lots of people have come through it and you're right. There's a lot of wonderful stories, uh, crazy stories. Yeah, maybe, and- maybe it doesn't feel that old because each year you're refreshed <laughs> with new participants, you know, and, and always lots of enthusiasm from, from the riders and, and it's all about youth riders, right? So yeah, it is. And and you're absolutely right because the when you have the kids come in with the the energy that they bring, uh, you know, they they come in, they're if they if they start as a junior and they go all the way through young being a young rider, then we have them for almost 8 years. 
um, back when it first started, it was just the young riders and they only had them for four years. So once they age out and we have a new crop coming in and it's continually rotating, so it's always sort of refreshing itself. I guess sort of like a computer does. So yeah. it's like a new program. We get we get updates. It's sort of like, you know, North American Youth Championships. Oh, we have a new update. It's a new batch of kids. So it's yeah. great. It's wonderful. It is wonderful. And and actually, when I went to, back in my day, we didn't have um, the juniors. The juniors came in actually the first year when my sister did juniors. And do you remember when that was instituted? Because for the longest time, it was just young riders. It was 16 to 21, right? I think, yeah, it was. I think it was in 2007 that we finally were able to uh, introduce the juniors to the North American Young Rider Championships. So we added that, and that was a really big deal. Uh, The juniors had their own competition that was kind of a loosely based uh, uh, team competition, and they had it at Pebble Beach in California, And they would rotate it. Uh, One year it was at Devon. And it finally became apparent that we could put juniors in with the young riders. So it works. It works really well. So and it helps feed the pipeline. Absolutely. And, you know, I I think what what is so cool about this program is it's education based, um, but it's also it's it's a competition. You have to qualify to get there. And so, you know, that is a huge process, right, for families. I mean, that is what my family did for years. We would qualify, we would train, we would go to competitions. Um, So can you talk a little bit about the qualifying process that all these kids have to go through to get to the North American Youth Championships? Sure. We, we've streamlined it over the years. We learned a lot and we also learned that we had to sort of adjust to the times, but I'm, I'm pretty happy with the way we have it now. Uh, the riders have to go to two designated, at least two designated qualifying competitions. And we have the qualifying competitions on the national level. And then we have qualifying competitions that are CDIs. If they choose to go to two national competitions, and they are specifically earmarked to be NAYC qualifying competitions, those scores automatically count for their overall average to qualify for their region. So each region fields a team to go to these championships. Uh, when you were doing it recently, you had to go to three qualifying right. competitions. Mm-hmm. You could you could do more than that, and you could drop one score. But back then, it was three. Um, and also back then, you didn't have freestyles, if I remember right. We had to do my second, like when I was in my twenties. They 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 started. Okay. I think when I was, but it would have been two thousand, probably around two thousand. <laughs> that came in. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think well, I don't. So, I don't remember. No. Yeah, maybe ninety-seven. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. We're aging ourselves. It's it. it, it, it I did. I did I have to do them. It was in the two thousand range. Let's put it that way. Well, in the I'm beginning aging years, we didn't have. Yeah, we didn't have freestyle. So we we make it so that you have to have it's the average of your team test and your individual test, and we don't put the numeric values in for having a freestyle because mathematically we found that that skewed the school of uh, the qualifying averages but you do have to do a mandatory freestyle and get at least a 65 percent 
so that it shows that you have capability to do a freestyle. Because remember, this is a team competition. You're representing your region. And or country. about it is or country. Well, I mean, in, in, yes, no, yeah, right, you're right. You're Canada. Right. So I was just going to say, <laughs> yep, I was just going to say that what makes this really um, unique, is, this competition unique, is because the FEI recognizes the nine regions of the United States and the provinces in Canada, each as a country. So because the the vast size of the U.S. and Canada, and so that's why you send regional teams. So that's as if they're on their own little country. And the same with the provinces, um, the island countries, Bermuda. Um, actually, Bermuda is sending um, a rider this year, and uh, Mexico can send teams. And this year, this is pretty cool. Um, we have the dressage and the jumping are together at Traverse City, which is a new location. But we have the U.S. Um, and in jumping, we have Honduras, Guatemala, Mexico, Panama, Canada, and Costa Rica. And for dressage, we do have the Bermudan, and we have Canada, and we have the U.S. So that's, I mean, we're we're rocking it. Yeah. So anyway, getting yeah, back, getting, getting back to the quality. Yeah, getting back to the qualifying. <laughs> so you know, we have the qualifying criteria, which can be found on the USDF and the USDF website, and they have to the four top riders in each region are chosen for the teams. Now we do it just like the Olympics do. If a rider has to drop out, we have alternates and the rules are based on the Olympic rules. So uh, it's pretty, it's pretty strict on how that happens. Um, so right now we've had, we have riders from all of the U S regions represented. And that's also um, a couple of years ago, we didn't have riders from, I think it was region. I think about this five and region eight. So we've got full representation this year. So I'm I'm pretty happy about that. So yeah, that is so cool. And and part of it too, right, is is throughout the program there are youth clinics throughout the United States, correct? I mean, there's there's some coaching support as well. Yes, uh, the coaching support the, and the clinics, uh, the clinics, the USDF Young Rider Clinics, uh, is a cooperative effort between the USDF and USCF. And it is um, actually, it's my husband who is the USCF national youth coach. He's the usual clinician for these clinics, but we also use Ann Gribbins does some of the clinics as well uh, because she's a former technical advisor for the United States. So we try to have the clinicians be oriented towards what we call the pipeline. Um, and the pipeline, of course, is uh, trying to develop the youth in our country to be able to eventually get on a podium. So there is uh, a program that's called Discover Dressage, which is run, administered by USCF. And that also helps fund these clinics and also funds the kids that are chosen to, again, represent the United States in Europe. Uh, for what we call the European tour, the Young Rider tour, uh, which would be a whole another podcast. Um, yes, <laughs> we have time. 
but uh, because this is about we will writers championship. We will make time. I know. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's really it's really neat, and they were uh, lucky that they did take kids over to uh, Europe this year. And it culminated in the uh, Future Champions uh, competition in Hagen, Germany, where the U.S., our young rider team, got the bronze medal. So, so that was cool. pretty, that was pretty Fantastic. yeah, very cool. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. So, so, I mean, it's not all about serious competition. You know, uh, Reese <laughs> was saying, you know, right before we were recording, we, we were talking about the fun and games that happens at, at the championships, maybe you could uh, tell us a couple of fun. <laughs> oh boy. Maybe you can get us started with what, what was going on when you were doing it. Well, when we did it and, and we were chatting about it before we got on, just laughing, um, there was a, you dressed two officials. So every region um, had two officials that we would dress up and there was a golf cart parade. So you had to dress your officials. You had to um, decorate your golf cart. And I asked Roberta, I said, oh, is that still happening? Because it was so much fun. I remember laughing and it, it was it was great, especially as a youth. You know, we had uh, Roberta and Axel Steiner, we dressed them uh, one year and, you know, you go down the center line and you have seen the officials, you know, kind of letting their hair down and having fun and joking. Um, and I think it does help everyone just have a great time. So, so Roberta, tell everybody a little bit about what we did and they don't do that anymore, which is really a shame. Well, <laughs> they were hilarious. Um, during those days, I was the... Um, SEI chief steward for dressage uh, was one of my roles. And what they would do is they would put our names up in pairs on the big board. Uh, and it was all three disciplines. So it was mm-hmm. eventing officials, jumping officials, and dressage officials. Then the teams would choose which couple of, of officials they would want. And so they did this on Tuesday when they arrived. And on Friday, I think it was Friday, Friday or Saturday now, I can't remember. But that would be the day that after they would be decorating their golf carts, and it was all in secret. Nobody yeah. knew. And the officials nope. didn't know. We didn't know at all. We just knew. I just knew like one year I was with Axel Steiner. And all we were supposed to do was show up in the stabling. It was a big <laughs> surprise. And the officials got so into it yeah. uh, and they wanted to make certain um, because one year Maria Gunter was, who was a dressage jump, very, very famous uh, German dressage jump. She was adamant that we schedule those classes so that she had plenty of time to prepare for the golf cart race. <laughs> I mean, she, and you didn't, you did not argue with Maria Gunter. So you saw what we showed up in the stabling. And my husband, George, was the director of dressage for the competition. But he had called me. He said, you need to go home because we lived only a mile away. You need to go home and get a bathing suit top. (laughs) He said, just go home and get a bathing suit top. I said, okay. So I show up in stabling. And it was the Region 2 team, I believe. (laughs) Yeah, and they had this golf cart that said Aloha on it, <laughs> and it was decorated. There were palm trees hanging off it. It was beautiful. I mean, it was beautiful. So they <laughs> made poor Axel where they he was Don Ho and I was his hula girl. <laughs> so 
Axel had to wear a grass skirt yep. and <laughs> had like a Hawaiian skirt on in this wig and these flamboyant lays around his, his neck. And they put me in a grass skirt and I had to wear coconuts. <laughs> <laughs> Just thank God. I had this so it was a good thing I had this bikini top on because, um, you know, I've been necessary. I am now. So, well, yeah, but I, I wouldn't have filled out the coconuts anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> so then, so Axel refused to take his socks off. It's like, oh, you can't, you can't these white socks on. You, <laughs> you cannot, you cannot wear white socks, white gym socks with your grass. <laughs> so, so that was so and there's pictures there's pictures oh yeah there's pictures. evidence so when mm-hmm. so when we inducted Axel Steiner into the USD Hall of Fame we put that picture up of him being John Holland <laughs> hula girl and so then the next year I was paired with Jessica Vanzehausen who um she, she's a legend and 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 she's formidable and yes. they dressed us up it was the region seven which is california and they decorated the golf cart and they made it look like the sun raisins box and <laughs> i don't know how they did it but it really looked like the sun raisins like the woman with coming up from the sun and we were california grapes and they put us in white little white tennis shoes and purple tights and they took big lawn bags leaf bags the black ones and they had (laughs) stuffed them full of stuff and we had like our little purple arms out with big white gloves and then we had to put pantyhose on our head (laughs) to look like the top of the grapes and so they put a boombox on the back and, and they played heard it through the grapevine because that was what the commercial was. But <laughs> Jessica didn't know how to dance to it. So and you have to remember is that when all when first of all we were judged on the costumes that we had. And then in the beginning years it was a race. So you raced down the yeah. hill and came back <laughs> up the hill. But the kids would go into the woods. They would take the governors off the golf cart. <laughs> so, no, we would never do that. We would never do that. No. <laughs> and then one year, Uva Mecklen got so into it, he decided to show up in the tractor. So he shows up in the tractor. I mean, it was, and it was, it was such just good, honest fun. I it mean, was so um, fun. it was hilarious we had a great time we had the best of times i mean we still laugh about it too it was amazing (laughs) so roberta will the kids will the kids get fun this time in traverse city so we so when when the golf cart races um were instituted when young riders was at temple farms and there was a lot of space and and so when it moved to kentucky um, they ended up doing what they called a golf cart parade, and they would go from the Kentucky Horse Park over to um, 
Spy Coast. Spy Coast. Mm-hmm. And, and so they would decorate their carts, but not, and it was like on Tuesday night. So they didn't really have a lot of time to sort of percolate ideas. And one of the things about the golf cart races did was it made the team get together and do something together. So it really fostered the, the team spirit quite a bit. And so at Spy Coast, they did just a, a parade and we we tried to kick it into gear again when we were in Colorado. And this year, because this year is different, you know, last year wasn't the year. It's as if, you know, we didn't have it because of COVID, it got canceled. So, yes, there'll be activities, but we won't have a golf cart yet. I mean, we're still being pretty careful about trying sure. to be very COVID compliant. Um, you know, we have to follow the state and federal guidelines for COVID, um, basically, which is the CDC recommendations. And we also have the USCF has a 17-page document, and the FAI has a 42-page document Ooh. of, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And, fun killers. Uh, on risk of uh, fun killers. Pardon? Yeah, but yeah, important. Important. So they're so they're trying to do things like they have like a poster making thing, and um, it's no, it's not going to yeah. be as well, exciting as as seeing Axel Steiner in a grass skirt. <laughs> in a grass skirt. Uh, yeah, that's but, happened. There is photo but, evidence, but it will be. Uh, and the kids have, get to compete. And and that's the you huge know, thing that at least people get to go. It is huge. It is it is huge. The I think we're just so excited about being there. And this year is a new location, a new venue. So there's always a learning curve. Traverse City is stunningly beautiful. Um, I don't know if you've been. Did you ever go up there? Oh. I, I my best friend from college lives there, but nothing horsey. So I've never been to the competition grounds, but I've been at Traverse City, and it is an unbelievably beautiful area and I I just think you guys will have an amazing experience I think so and I think um they uh horses by the bay really wants to put on a good competition for us uh we're as you know we're partnered with the jumpers um sadly eventing sort of has dropped out of the North American Youth Championships um it's my dream one day to have them come back in, but um, they didn't have enough riders to be able to ride at that level. So they, they've instituted their own programs to bring kids along. But um, yeah. I think once we kind of, you know, we have to break these uh, venues in, you know, gently. Before yes. Throw the full, the full force yes. Of, full throttle. You know, you know, it, it, rock and roll loonies. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there used to be quite the dance parties. It was quite, when yeah. I went in Temple Farms, there was a huge tent and it was all three disciplines. I mean, it was just such a life-changing program and event. And I know the kids this year, again, I think everyone's so excited to be able to compete and, um, you know, it's just, it's going to be great and getting everybody back at it. And, uh, but Roberta, we're so thankful. We love the stories. We're going to have to have you come back because you've got stories on literally everybody from when we were kids. And <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, yes, that's why we have to stay friends because let me tell I you. Know, I know. <laughs> but um, it's like when if, you if, guys grow up and have babies, it's like, oh, <laughs> I can't believe this. 
Well, Roberta, thank you so much for your time. I know you're getting ready to go to Traverse City. You guys will be there a, a, a week or so. Uh, but tell us if, if any parents or, or listeners or, or riders have any questions about the youth program. So how can they find you online and find more information? They can find me. Uh, if they go to the USDF website, they can look up our committee. Uh, the FEI Junior Young Rider Committee, and it has the list of the regional coordinators. Um, my recommendation would be to find their region and contact the regional coordinator, or they can contact Jamie Humphreys, who's also listed on the website. She is the USDF uh, FEI Junior Young Rider Liaison, and as chair, I'm always happy to answer questions. Um, that's my job. And mm-hmm. I am also listed on the USDF website. So there's many ways to, to find somebody that to answer the questions. Fantastic. Roberta, thanks so much and have a great week. I know you're going to have lots more stories yes. after this week. Yes, I will. <laughs> I'll take a glass of wine with you. So. Yes, deal. All <laughs> thanks, right. Roberta. I'll see you guys. Have you ever wondered how to keep your horse sound and how to prevent future lameness issues? Have you had to deal with abscesses, stone bruises, laminitis, navicular, or soft tissue damage in the hoof capsule? Or maybe you're a farrier and you want to learn how top vets around the world diagnose and treat various hoof care issues. The Humble Hoof is a podcast for both owners and professionals discussing the health of the hoof and soundness of your horse. Check us out, published twice a month on Horse Radio Network. Well, tonight for our Young Rider edition of the USDF episode, we are so excited to have Elizabeth Peterson, 17-year-old from Elbert, Colorado. She's getting ready for her first experience at junior championships. Elizabeth, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, I, I aged myself because I'm friends with your mom and I've been watching you grow up and I'm so excited <laughs> for you going to juniors. I'm so excited myself. It's going to be a great experience. Yeah. So tell us, tell us about yourself and your horse. So I personally have been riding for as long as I can remember. Basically my mom had me and said she wouldn't go home till we went to the barn. So horses have been part of my life forever. I have personally shown up to the pre-St. George. I got my silver medal last year. I in previous years have tried out for juniors, but sadly it's always been in Socrates. And being in Colorado and having an older horse, it's just been super difficult to get up there in time. And my horse, his name is Simba. He's a 22-year-old Dutch Warmblood. I will have had him for four years in October. We got him. Basically, he had no experience. He had maybe one show under his belt, and he was 18, so it was kind of crazy. And so he was trained to the third level and we brought him up to the pre-St. George and I'm taking him out at juniors and he's doing really well. It's been a great experience. I love it. So tell us, uh, we're recording on Thursday. So what happens now? Because you guys have to get to Traverse City, Michigan. And as you said, you're in Colorado. That's a pretty long trip. What do you, what are you doing? Yeah, maybe you, maybe you should leave after this interview. Yeah, pretty much you should go now. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> um, we are planning to leave tomorrow afternoon, mid-afternoon, and uh, we're going to take up the other girl from Colorado with us, and we're planning to drive basically all the way through with maybe four hours of sleep in between, and then um, get there Saturday evening, approximately. 
Wow. So how are you guys preparing for that long trip? A lot, a lot of packing. And um, <laughs> I had my last school day with Simba today. So he's going to get Friday off, Saturday off, and then we'll give him rest Sunday. And so, I don't know, just a lot of mental prep, physical prep. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So as your first time, what is some mental prep? Like, how are you, how are you preparing mentally? It's a great, great thought. As I've grown up, I've experienced it through my other friends who are older than me and have gone to NOAC. So I personally talked to them and kind of got their feedback on what to expect. And, um, I used to have really bad show nerves. So to prep, to make sure I didn't get them, I've been going through different sports psychology books and little sports psychology courses just to kind of get my nerves down and find ways to mentally prepare a lot of breathing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think it can be a little tricky to, you know, your first year going to really know what to expect and, 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 you know, how figure out, you know, what, what are your expectations for your performance or for, you know, that that's, you know, once you've been once, I think, you know, then, then you kind of have an idea, but you're going to go, you know, a little bit blind and, I think you just ride your best and, and that's all you can do. Right. Definitely. And I mean, it's like, I already am there and it's already a great achievement and honored to be there. So, you know what, go have fun and we'll see how it all goes the riding wise, but I'm just excited to be there. Yeah. That's a, so tell that's us a great attitude. Yeah. It's the, it's the perfect attitude. So tell us once you get there, how does the competition run? Because, um, Traverse city is an absolutely beautiful place. Uh, but there's also jumpers there. So it'll be kind of an international feel, right? So what's the plan on, on when you ride, et cetera. So, we are sharing the barns with the jumpers and the scheduling is kind of all separated really well. So we don't, we won't run into them very much, but, um, so we'll get there and the junior jog will be on Tuesday. So we'll get that out of the way and then we'll get schooling days, Monday, Tuesday, and then actual competition starts up Wednesday for juniors. So we'll do our team on Wednesday, our individual on Friday. And then if, I'm in top 18, which is what I'm hoping for. Fingers crossed. I'll get to do freestyle on Sunday. Wonderful. So So what, what happens? Yeah. What happens sort of, you know, you've been preparing for the competition. It's such a family event for you guys. Uh, So what happens once you come back? What's, what's the, what's the plan? I'm not totally sure on that yet. I, (laughs) um, the difficult part is my mom runs a bunch of shows and So we'll come back Monday afterwards. And then basically we take all the NAYC stuff out of the trailer on Tuesday, pack up a whole nother horse show, and then we'll leave for another horse show on Wednesday for my mom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's your life, right? That's what you do. So I love it. I love it. Well, Elizabeth, we are so excited for you and your team and your family, and we're going to be following along and cheering you guys on, and we hope you have an amazing experience in Traverse City. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Well, Phil, you and I are working really hard right now and uh, on our position and our students' position and getting ready for all the events that are coming up shows and finals and regionals. Yeah, and all I've, I've got a, yeah, I've got a show coming up next week and then you actually were invited to the festival of champions. So I was, thank you so <laughs> much. I'm so excited um, that bingo and I are going uh, 
you know, knock on wood, fingers crossed, all the things uh, to the national finals at Grand Prix. Uh, I haven't been and since 2009. So uh, I'm pretty excited at Grand Prix. I did go a couple of times with a young horse, but I'm really looking forward to it. And as we're going there, we will be sporting our total saddle fit stability stirrup leathers because I love them so much. Maybe, maybe they're the reason. Maybe they're they're the reason you qualified. It, it didn't. It didn't hurt. It didn't hurt. I mean, yeah. yeah, perfect. I it mean, anything, anything at this point that helps. But actually, truly, um, I I use a sharp leathers. I love them. I actually now, uh, when I get into a saddle that doesn't have them, I'm I'm like taken aback. I'm like, whoa, because it does. Uh, the sharp leathers themselves are a little bit wider, and so they stabilize your leg more. And, and they're, they're comfy. They're, and they're super comfy. comfy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You and I both ride in the original, right? Uh, they yeah. have a slim version too. Uh, that uh, I think Phil and I are, are kind of similar. We 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 are a little more traditionalist. Uh, but if you like the stirrup buckle not under your thigh, they have one of those as well. And it's the stability stirrup leathers. They're the the slim ones. Slim version. Um, yeah, they got a couple of different versions, and they're great. And and the girths are great. All the products are great from. Uh, Total Saddle Fit. So I think you can go ahead, go there, totalsaddlefit.com and check them out. And they're great at answering questions or, or concerns and, uh, and they have great return policies. So absolutely check them out. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. Well, for this week's Total Saddle Fit Tip of the Week, we have Rebecca Hart. She is preparing to go to Tokyo for the Paralympic Games. She's been to three other Olympics and the World Equestrian Games in Kentucky, Normandy, and Tryon. Rebecca, welcome back to the show. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. Excited to talk to you tonight. We are so excited for your trainer tip of the week. What do you have for us this week? All right. So this is something that I use quite regularly with my competition horse, Tex, because um, sometimes when you're riding, the look is one thing and then the feel is another. And when I feel kind of that those are not kind of in harmony, um, what I like to do to kind of get back in sync with him is I will bridge the reins first. And the bridging the reins is basically where you loop the reins together and run them through both of your hands. So instead of one rein in each hand, you kind of have a loop and both reins are in both of your hands. And the reason I do that is it basically quiets everything down, puts it more back to your seat and to your core. And then for me, then I can feel where kind of the hole is in that moment and then get him to kind of refocus on my body aids and then get him back physically and mentally kind of in sync. And once that happens, then I go back to riding kind of with your normal one rein in each hand. And usually I can then get him back in sync with me mentally and physically. And it's just a nice way to kind of click back in, quiet everything down, get the feel that you want to kind of mirror what the actual image is that other people are seeing. And then you can carry on. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's a great great tip. tip. Yeah. So when do you bridge your reins? All the time. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, because I think part of our job, you know, as a, uh, you know, as you're teaching the horse to to do dressage is, is really a lot of it is about straightness. Right. And so for the horse to be able to balance and, and be straight 
the writer also has to encourage the straightness through their own body. So bridging is great when you have to, you know, reduce the bend or re reduce the noise of of the you know of the hands and of you know one hand being stronger than the other. i mean we're all you know left-handed or right-handed so of course one rein is going to be stronger than the other so bridging bridging is like a way of taking the dominant hand out of the picture and that you're using both hands uh you know more equally or uh, you know bridging or or one hand riding so i would ride i would ride the horse you know with my outside hand only so if, if you're going to the right, it would be your left hand. And if you're going to the left, it would be your right hand. Again, reduce the noise of your arms and your hands and see what's going on with your legs and your seat and what, you know, what's happening with the horse. You get so much great insight from, from doing that. Absolutely. I mean, I think you're right. And, and I think it's also a really good technique sometimes uh, when, when you're hacking, when you want to just keep a nice steady contact. And, uh, you know, I've, I've done that. I've used it a lot on young horses as well especially when they're really fussy and their, their necks are all over the place. So I think it's a really cool thing. And, um, you know, there's other ways to do it too, to not to bridge per se, but there's the Phyllis technique. Do you guys know of that one where you, you yeah, have the reins, you run way. the reins opposite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and so instead of through your ring finger and, you know, you, you run it through your, from, from the horse's mouth down through your hand, you know, from the opposite way. Yeah. The opposite way. Between yes, your you almost forefinger first, right, and then down. First. The other. Yeah, there's some mm -hmm. yeah different techniques. Um, if people need to uh, understand better what we're talking about, there's always the wonderful YouTube. <laughs> you know, you yes, can, you can get a visual. Search, search on there to get a visual. But yeah, there's lots. I mean, more advanced techniques is when your horse is really schooled in the in the tempi changes. I I would bridge the reins to do the tempi. So you you. Again, stop pulling the head left and right and the horse left and right and get super straight with those with those threes, fours, twos, and ones. It, it, I mean, there's lots of great usage for for that technique. So I'm really I'm really uh, appreciate Rebecca reminding us that that's a a great riding tip. Yeah, great tip, Rebecca. Well, we are so excited to be following you at in the games at Tokyo. So how can people reach you online, follow your journey, all the good stuff? So you can follow me online. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. My handle's at RebeccaHart136. Um, and I'll just be kind of posting all the updates from Tokyo from there. Fantastic. Well, best of luck and great tip. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. Well, as always, everybody, we love email and Facebook shout outs. Keep them coming. Uh, and we and any questions or, you know, again, we'd love to hear feedback. So feel free to send it. The United States Dressage Federation is your connection to dressage education, competition, and achievement. Visit usdf.org for more information. That's www.usdf.org, the online destination for dressage. You can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. I think the best way to find me is on Facebook or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank all of our sponsors for allowing us to put on a good show. That's Kentucky Performance Products and Total Saddle Fit. Don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back and we will talk to you next week. 